rain. It's going to rain. Come on. Come in. We need your money. Right. You know how people are, uh, they don't like uh, food stamps or EBT? What if you bought a bunch of food with EBT and food stamps and then uh, you made a big dinner, you know, and then you all invite all the people who don't like it over and they eat, you know, and they feel themselves, you know. Then you make an announcement. It's bought to you by the government. Uh, anyways, uh, thanks for listening to my joke. I, I ran out. Uh, thank you for all the ears of eight. No, that's 16. What am I doing? Anyways, thank you. Dwat my everyone with a bunch of new jokes. Yay. Uh, I, I like your feet binding idea, but I feel like before you go into the whole braces and all the other radiator stuff, that you need to say one line about why we should bring back feet binding. Oh. Like just one, because some people don't even really know what it is. Yeah. So like, and then you go men or women, or men, women or men, but mm -hmm. just like one little thing about okay. why feet binding is great. I mean, you get, you get to be carried around on like a little thing. Mm -hmm. You can't ever walk, so you constantly have to be <laughs> carried. I guess that's good. Um, and then you're... Reason you're just what is I don't know what that means. Just you're if anyone wants to talk, they can. I'm looking like, oh, I loved all the tall, the tall gymnast thing was great, and um, the tall people jokes and the EBT stuff because I I really I relate to that. So <laughs> that was funny. Oh, thanks. Yeah, the EBT stuff like it's just like fine, I guess. <laughs> Our books are bad. We'll let you in. The government's gonna subsidize it. Fuck it. <laughs> We're gonna have to kick a lot more people out, but whatever. And the feet binding. Uh, one good thing about feet binding, if you have a foot fetish and you like a good old-fashioned foot job, someone who's been binding their – a culture that's been binding their feet for millennia will just make your cock look better, bigger by comparison. <laughs> so. Thanks. <laughs> um, just so everybody knows, whenever I make my, my uh, weed food here, uh, Uncle Sam pays for that for sure. Oh, yeah. All the <laughs> stuff I bake, I'm on food stamps. Anyone who's ever eaten one of my weed treats, that's totally subsidized by the government. <laughs> David. I like, uh, I like the feed binding joke, too. I think oh, it's a super funny premise. I think uh, so when you get into, like, the braces and the radiator, I think you could really play off, like, those, like, like, because everyone knows, like, braces are an acceptable thing. So you could yeah. be like, oh, like, there's plenty, like, of, you know, acceptable forms of binding, like, braces and tying them to the radiator, you know? Like, maybe that isn't the last line, but just, like, something, like, fucked up after yeah. something that actually is acceptable. Yeah. I don't know. Just a thought. But it's a good idea. Uh, <coughs> I really like the joke where you start off talking about people's shoes when you're going to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of like basketball players and stuff, right? Because yeah, yeah. like I think everyone has that thing when you go in the bathroom, you just like look at people's shoes and think about who it is and why they wear that type of shoe, right? Yeah. And then like the the tall person looking over at the basketball player thing, like I I kind of felt that personally because I'm tall enough yeah. where sometimes I can see another person and I work with other tall people. Yeah. And like you always want to like avoid eye contact because uh -huh. if you contact someone going in and out of a stall it's like the worst thing ever okay like, i don't know if that helps you at all because yeah, yeah, yeah. no, you know no, and then no. i feel like maybe there's a connection between like that and your other joke about just how you never see any you know short homeless tall homeless yeah, people yeah usually i put them together but since that joke didn't work i abandoned it gotcha <laughs> yeah no I, I feel like you know there's there's yep, something sure. there that it was like a is a borderline tall person myself yeah. i appreciated it oh okay thanks man 
<laughs> yeah, you can do that. Clap your hands together, everybody. Thank Quan Mai! Yay! Quan Mai! Yay! Ride the buzzer, touch your face. Touch your face. <laughs> We're going to a crowded place. Crowded place. There's no need to wash your hands. Wash your hands. Coronavirus is a scam. Sorry, I just have to keep saying it so that I don't forget it. All right, your next comedian. He's a he's he's a funny dude. Uh, we had a, I had a, we we hung out last night and it was really fun and we were sitting at the punchline and we had snacks and we ate candy and then we none of us none of my friends got up. <laughs> Put your hands together, everybody. It's Billy Sullivan. Whoa, how you doing, friends? Uh, move this away. I'm gonna practice on being grounded. Yeah. And I just ate a big old burrito, so I feel extra grounded. Like gravity is literally pulling me harder towards the earth because I'm actually fatter from that thing. Um no, I understand um this jacket is pretty is a pretty big thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh I bought it. And then um, it was an impulse buy. I saw it. You know, if anyone's listening on the radio, it's a flamboyant Pepsi logo Adidas tracksuit jacket, and it's sick, huh? It's sick. Yeah, I had to get it. But I was, I was, uh, I was running through the tenderloin to catch my bus, and I was like, you know, prancing along, all uncoordinated, how I do, you know. And a drug dealer was like, "Hey, man, you need weed?" I was like, "No, I got some, man." He's like, "All right, never grow old, Peter Pan." I was like, "Oh." <laughs> oh yeah, I got the fluffy hair, you know, like I'm about to take on Hook. Um, no, how about uh, how about that cruise ship that's docked or it's still parked outside of the bay, right? Oh, okay. Well, Matt, you, the thing about that cruise ship, guys, imagine, imagine the amount of freaky last day on Earth sex that's been going on on that fucking cruise ship. <laughs> Like, I kind of fucking like the idea of it. kind of turns me on a little bit. You think, uh, fucking, they could ferry me out there? I can get in on it? Shit. What's one more lad on there, you know? Fuck. Like, you fucking get on there, and you're like, hey, girl. That guy, uh, he's not doing so hot over there. <laughs> yeah? You're, you're down? All right, well, it could be the last day on Earth. I don't need to wear a condom, do I? <laughs> there we go. I'll work that out somehow. But um all right. What's another joke? I think uh I think swear I don't know if I stole this. I might have heard it. But um joke workshop so I can't get in trouble. I uh I think we we got a shoegazing movement returning to San Francisco on account of we got to stare at our shoes so we don't step in the excrement, right? Did somebody else say that shit? I don't know. Okay. Well, I'll move on again. Um, I <laughs> How we doing, new friends? Yeah? Good looks. Welcome in. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, love to, uh, I love to go to different places in the world, speaking of cruise ships, and like learn about the culture and shit. Like, I love London. I was in London pretty recently, and I was absolutely hammered in a bar, and I had to go into an alleyway and puke. And I look up after puking, I see a plaque that said, Isaac Newton lived here for a year. I was like, shit. I FaceTimed my brother and everything. 
It's cool. Yeah, you learned shit. Oh, uh, thank you. Grand. The clown horn. It applies when you're clowning. Um, I know, uh, I know, um, you know, George Washington, that guy, the founder himself, he had, um, he had actual real people's teeth in there instead of wooden teeth. They never taught us about that because that's as fucking weird as it sounds, right? Like, that's creepy. We have that guy's birthday off. But, like, imagine that guy, like, <laughs> fucking, he, he beat the British at war. Imagine meeting somebody in the field of battle with, like, Different shades of dead people's teeth, like, ha, 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 surrender, or I'll eat your soul. Yeah. Pretty wild. And then when the battle was over, the war was won, they were like, shit, we're going to need someone to lead this country. Who's going to do it? And Washington was like, who the fuck do you think? They're <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God. All right, Washington. All right, guys. That's, uh, that's all the time I got. Thanks, friends. Billy Sullivan, everyone. I kind of like you low energy, but yeah. then because you brought it out, like usually you're high energy all the time, but you just sort of like brought out energy on your act outs. So I like that you're like, you're super chill today, yeah. and, you know? Yeah, but it works. It, it's like a secret weapon. Yeah. Um, Sam, you can say whatever you want and then I have a couple things. The cruise ship shit is mad funny. Yeah. I have not heard a lot of uh, cruise jokes. It's yeah. very relevant, especially in San Francisco. But that's funny that like, because there are probably some couples on that cruise, and that's their first vacation. And oh, they've yeah. been dating for like three months, and they're stuck on this fucking thing. And no one's leaving their hotel rooms either. Oh, Everyone's yeah. staying, I saw it on the news, the hallways are empty. No oh. one's leaving that shit. So you just imagine like the oh, fights yeah. and the weird fever. sex yeah. and the new, new kinky <laughs> shit that people are getting into and then realizing they hate it. And then it's like awkward because they're still in the room. They're like, I can't believe we did that. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I love that. And then the Isaac Newton shit is mad funny too, because that's just way too like random to be faked. So it's yeah, completely exactly. believable yeah, when you're saying yeah. that. I just gotta tell, I gotta set it up. Well, I I set it at the bar with Nathan in it. And no, it's I, fun. You just told <laughs> it as a story, and it's a funny yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Nice hey. fucking jacket, guy. Hey, thanks, bud. Shit, yeah. Yeah, the jacket is really cool. Um, yeah, about. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Wearing the shirt for it. About the about the cruise ship. And you said you don't have to wear condoms. It made me think, you know, the only people that can afford cruises are sort of old white ladies. Oh, yeah. So you don't have to wear condoms because they're all in menopause. Yeah. None of them are getting pregnant. And you're all going to die anyways from oh the coronavirus. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't matter if you get a fucking STD. Yeah, yeah. Why and I mean, they're old. La you could just, you could get some just some, you know, older rich woman. <laughs> you could be like the special. Anyways, that's yeah, what I thought about. Because old rich ladies go on, you. old rich ladies go on cruises. Um. And I would try something different with your teeth thing. I would yeah. ask the audience what kind of teeth George Washington had. I would like ask them, be like, what do we know about George Washington? He chopped down a cherry tree? No, he, and then someone will go, wooden teeth. And you go, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that you can open it up to the audience. Yeah. You said he didn't have wooden teeth. He had real people, but I feel, oh, yeah. or, I was, I was, yeah, yeah. No, I said wooden teeth afterwards. Oh, well, yeah, whatever yeah. way you did it this time, I was like, uh. I wrote down he didn't have wooden teeth. And I wrote, but then I was like, or ask the audience. And so I think that would be good. Oh, and this is just, I know you were riffing and whatever, but if you do eat a one pound burrito, you actually gain a pound. 
Yeah, shit. Because you true. literally gained. Because you I'm ate a pound so of food. I'm so tired so right you... <laughs> now. And like, we were degenerates last night. Yeah, <laughs> great time. It was funny. Ireland's 32 late night, Mike. It's always really fun on yeah. a Sunday. You guys should all go after Milk Bar. Don't be losers. Come out and stay out till 2 in the morning. Come mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Any other comments for Billy? I got, a, I got a comment on the coronavirus joke. I feel like if you're going to go with the original premise and say, like, everyone on the boat is fucking, like, they're all just going at it, maybe, like, another layer is, like, you got to have the coronavirus to get in on the fucking, you know? Because, like, the people who don't have it, they're not going to be trying to fuck people who, like, even might have it, you know? Uh, so, like, you need a ticket out to the bro, cruise like, ship, the but you Lord also... The is where it's going down. Yeah, you, yeah, but you also need to get the coronavirus <laughs> first, <laughs> you know? So you have to go uh, out of your way to get it, and then you have to get to the cruise ship. Right. So, so he's got to go through Chinatown and, like, pick up all the cigarette butts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And fucking. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> on your way to the cruise, on your way. That's the thing is you can walk from here through Chinatown to get to the wharf. You just yeah. have to do some, you know, catch the coronavirus on the way. Lick the bus. You know, get on the 30 Stockton and, like, lick all the poles or something. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's like, that's sure like fire. Joke. All, right. All right. Uh, hey, everybody, put your hands together. It's hey, Billy thanks, Sullivan. Guys. Yay. Yeah, I'm Billy Sullivan. All right. Uh, it looks like everyone here is going to get comments. So um, just so we know what's going on, Jack Ferguson isn't here yet, but we have uh, David Lattimore will be next, then Ian Levy's on deck, and Kelly Evans is in the hall. Uh, right now, hey, he's visiting us for like six months from Boston, and it's exciting while he's here. Put your hands together for David Lattimore. All right, guys. uh, I'm down for a public poop. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm down for it. Some people aren't down for it. I am, you know? My favorite place for a poop locally, TJ Maxx. It's the best. Who doesn't love a poop at TJ Maxx, right? And if you don't love it, it's because you're not doing it right, you know? Because... Because TJ Maxx has just got so much to offer in there. Like, you don't go into TJ Maxx to take a dump and go straight to the bathroom. Rookie move. You know, me, first, I go over to home and bathroom, get myself a nice robe. You know, it's TJ Maxx. You don't have to poop in your street clothes. Get comfy. You know what I'm saying? And here's a key one. So you never have to smell your own poop in a TJ Maxx. Why? They have a Yankee candle section. You know what I'm saying? You bring a lighter, that's your world. And here's the other thing. This is a big tip right here. Write this down. You know, you never know how long a poop is going to be, right? Like, I've had ones that last, you know, 20, 30 games of Angry Birds. And uh, I'm pretty good at Angry Birds. So that is, uh, that's a hefty one. And, you know, if you're, uh, if you're on the toilet that long, you might get hungry. So TJ Maxx, just head down to the checkout line, get yourself some snacks and candies. I mean, that is a luxury poop on the go, right? Cool, guys. Uh... I was thinking about this the other day. I once, I took the Amtrak from Washington, D.C. to Orlando, Florida. I took the Amtrak halfway across the country. And uh, if you've ever been on the Amtrak, you know it is a nursing home on the rails. <laughs> the Amtrak is literally just a large, mobile old people's home. And, but I like talking to the oldies, you know? Like, I was thinking, I was like, what's my favorite type of oldie? And I think I know it. I like old people who are, like, eternally positive but it's just because they're losing their fucking minds. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was talking to this one old lady on the train, and she was like, I love arts and crafts, and pretty soon, I'm going to meet God. And I was like, I could talk to you all day, Janice. I could. <laughs> uh, what else do we got here? 
Um, oh, I gotta, I gotta change up my deodorant. Big, uh, big life goal that I'm coming up to. I decided I'm done with the Axe deodorant. Cause Axe deodorant just smells like glorified puberty, right? You know, and now I just like, I gotta be a man. I gotta go find some deodorant that smells like some kind of wood. You know, like I was like having an existential crisis in Target the other day. I was holding two deodorants. One was cedar wood and one was sandalwood. And I was like, who have you become? <laughs> like, you've grown up. I don't know. I just feel like that's such like a man scent, you know? Like, I feel like my dad smelled like wood just naturally. All right, what else do we got here? Um, I'll do this one and then I'm, I'm done with my new stuff. I, uh... I think that um, I think that all people have like the same addictive tendencies, but they just play out differently, kind of dependent on your background, how much money you have. Like, have you ever heard an old person, or not an old? Now I'm still thinking about the Amtrak. Have you ever heard a rich person talk about an expensive gym membership, like it was crack cocaine? You're like, you're like, dude, you spend three hundred bucks a month to do Bikram yoga. And they're like, yeah, but I feel so alive. You're like, well, couldn't you just come down a little bit, you know, do normal yoga like most people, save a few bucks? And they're like, once you do Bikram, normal don't feel the same. All right, that's all for me. David Lattimore, everyone. Yay. All right, cool. Good set. Um, Jesus, that is intense. Uh, I was going to say with the... Uh, uh, deodorant stuff, I think there's, like, a lot of rich material there for sure because, like, there really are, like, three options of aromas for men. Yeah. It's, like, it's like wood, and that's it. I, like, really kind of digging, like, you know, fucking – I mean, the complaining about that is something I think about. Um, and then I was going to say uh, with the uh, – I think using, like, drug addiction as a parallel for, like, how people treat exercise, they, there's, like, a lot you could do there, too. You could mm -hmm. fucking decide. I wanted to hear more for sure on that one. Um, so, cool. Yeah, but good stuff, man. Word. Yeah, um, thanks. Vanilla is a really nice smell. For men? For yeah, I feel, I feel like that works for both. Honestly. It does. Yeah. I feel like, like I feel like a, vanilla. That's a gender-neutral scent, yeah. I feel like vanilla vanilla is a great set. Scent. Also, um, you can wear deodorant that doesn't have any scent and then just wear whatever cologne you want. Or you could just be mm. like smell like yourself. I haven't worn any weird stuff in years. I don't smell like just smell like yourself. Is that scary? <laughs> Do boys boys don't smell good? Um, I loved yeah. your <laughs> I have no I have no sense of smell. I have no sense of yeah. smell right now, so I have no idea what anybody smells like. I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. Um, the public poop joke is really great at TJ Maxx. I would start with the Yankee Candle section okay. because it starts it more realistic. Uh -huh. Like I can absolutely like when you started with the with the robe, I'm like that's a little far fetched. Yeah. If you start with the candle, and okay. then I'm on board with you, and then you're like, and then you just walk right into the bath section and pick out your robe. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. And then, and then with the Angry Birds, you you feel like you're at home, and I love that. And I would bring that up before you talk. The food was a little rough for me. But then I was like, well, if he starts talking about how he feels at home and then he wants a snack, mm -hmm. that's kind of OK. But then I was like, ah, oh, man, who you don't eat. Them. Come on. Yeah. That's, that's I also I feel like the joke's kind of drawn out at that point. So I'm trying to figure out how to, like, condense oh, it. You know? So I would just end it at Angry Birds. And then I had to th I had a qu something question mark. Yeah, I would end it after Angry Birds and say something about that you feel so at home there or something but there's got to be something funnier than that obviously mm -hmm. um and the uh, the wood sense i was uh 
you are, you said wood twice. I'm and I hate to bring it up, but like a dick joke seems kind of appropriate. Uh, okay. Not to like be not to be the obvious one to bring up everyone's dicks, but I felt like you kept saying wood, 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 <laughs> and I'm like, and you, it's just morning wood. Like wood. You put yeah. the wood on in the you put the wood on in the morning, like or mm. whatever. I feel like there's. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. You have comments, Matt? Yeah, Mike. Yeah, no, uh, I, yeah, I thought the same thing. You said it would a few times, and I was like, okay, I see where he's going with that. <laughs> um, I loved the opening of, like, public poop. Yeah. And for the first few seconds, I was like, wait, is he talking about just, like, pooping on the street? Like, what's <laughs> going on here? And it was like, God kind of got me instantly into it. Um, something else, uh, no, I liked when you were talking about going on the Amtrak. And for a second there, I was kind of, like, imagining you just, like, with all these old people and you start talking about like your favorite type of old person. I was picturing you kind of like this zoologist, like you know, like observing like the old people and their habitat. Mm -hmm. And I feel like maybe before you jump into like my favorite type of old person is this, you could talk about like your classification system for old yes. people and be like, there's this type, there's this type. Maybe give an example of like one type that could be funny. I don't, I don't know. You know, yeah, the yeah, way could, you could maybe go with I that. I could be like the planet Earth guy, but like watching old people. Yeah, because there's all these different classifications that mm -hmm. you've discovered, you know. But mm -hmm. Janice so. is a great name that you chose. Oh, that was very funny. Yeah, that yeah. was really funny. I could listen great to job. Janice all day. I would, yeah. That wasn't what I was expecting. I was uh -huh. expecting for you to kind of punch down and you were like, no, I'm on board with yeah. her. Yeah. Right on. Any other comments? Clap your hands together for David Lattimore. When do you go back to Boston? Uh, end of June. Oh, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna head out there for some shows in uh, late April, early May. I'm not sure oh, where. Word. I'm gonna hit up all the guys. But actually, if you're back in June, I should just wait till then. That actually might make more sense because then I'd be like, ah. There were a lot of Boston comics here from the. Uh, oh, who what? Uh, hey, your next comedian, everybody uh, pay attention and take notes. Be cool. We have two left. It's Ian Levy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, it's uh, it's very uh, uh, fortuitous, I think that's the word, that uh, you're talking about a uh, body scent of what men can smell like. Because uh, before I came here at another open mic, someone actually gave me a Spider-Man cologne. So that is my... That is, it smells like justice, so that's the yeah, that's the good. Okay, it's very fun. I don't actually know who it's for. It's for a professional children, I guess. But you know, so it's like of two things: Spider-Man and climbing the corporate ladder. But uh, whatever. But I'm looking forward to to wearing that. I'll be good. Um, I I worried I'll put on too much because you know what they say: with great cologne comes great responsibility, right? Come on, yeah. <laughs> There we go. Now we're having fun. Now we're having fun. That was a comedy show. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, dear. This wasn't even Tony Sparks. He had it, and he just walked up to me, and he was like, you'll use this. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even try to fight it. There's like a million other people around me, but, eh, well. Yeah, it is what it is. I um, I recently found out that my uh, uh, I was talking to my grandmother, and I found out that all my relatives uh in the Civil War uh fought for the South. A hundred percent of them fought for the South. Uh, so now I uh, refer to it as the War of Northern Aggression. So now, now that I know, I've been informed. Uh, learned. Okay, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, 
Did you know that uh, George Washington, one thing they never tell you about him is he was a terrible general. Like, he was really bad. Like, this, that's not really a joke. He, in modern history, he lost the most battles any general ever lost with while still winning the war. Like, it, he just completely backed into it. Uh, I don't really have anything else for that, but I just thought it was interesting. That, yeah, yeah. That's fun. Now, now I'm just uh, going all over the place. I, um... I recently was at a, the Santa Cruz boardwalk. Um, yeah. And I went on a, I went as a, a third wheel. I was, there was, I was with a, a couple. Um, my, my girlfriend isn't here. She's actually on a, uh, uh, she, she's off. Uh, she actually went, my girlfriend went with her roommate to Hawaii. Um, uh, her roommate is a, uh, is a man. Uh, and he's, uh, he's a, a, a gym trainer at Equinox is, he's very muscular and they went together. They went as part of their uh, an actors retreat because they're they're actors. Um, so still their actors retreat is just the two of them. So hopefully it's going well. No, it was, uh, <laughs> um, no but I, I went to uh, Santa Cruz and I went on a roller coaster by myself, um, which I had never done before. And it was you can honk me. It's okay. I know I got to get off soon. And the roller coaster. Was actually it was a lot of fun. Like I actually had a really good time being on a roller coaster by myself. Um, but the only thing that kind of hurt is when I got off the roller coaster and I saw the pic. You know how they line up the pictures where you can buy pictures of yourself at the end of a roller coaster, and I was the only one alone. Like everyone else, everyone else was like a couple, like or the friends screaming, or like a, a father with a child, and they're just me alone in my stupid cart going, Wah! you know, like. Uh, the biggest fucking loser ever. Yeah, man. Also, I felt um, I uh, the couple I went with, they were doing um, uh, carnival games. The guy really wanted to uh, win his girlfriend, uh, I think. And I he he took it so seriously, like trying. He was doing ring toss, trying to get the. And I think it really come because carnival games, I think, tap into like a really primal part of like human nature. Because, like, back when we were cavemen, you know, it used to be like, ah, I'm going I'm to go kill a yak for you or whatever. And then you, you bring it to your, your wife. And then, or not wife, just woman who bore your children, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> woman who you raped the most as a caveman. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it was. It women. It just is it, your, your number one rapist. <laughs> Rapey. Oh, God. Was, yeah, I know. That's not great. Uh, good thing I said that on a mic that's being recorded. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, but, uh, you know, cavemen, uh, not big into me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're real. You know, believe it or not, cavemen, real behind the times. But it, what, it, it was. Like, you would just bring, and you'd be like, ah, look, I killed this for you. And now the closest we have to that is, like, winning a stuffed bunny, you know, with, like, the fucking ring. And you're like, ah, you're, okay, that's going nowhere. Um, I think I had uh, something else to say, but um, yeah, that was it. Okay, I'm done. Yay! Ian Levy, yay! Um, best rape joke of the night. Best ah, rape joke I've heard. There were a lot. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Just a sweet, lovely rape joke. I, I always love everything you do. I don't have any. I only have positive things to say. It was entertaining. Yeah, it was great. I love the uh, roller coaster. Uh, finding out you're alone, that's great. Um, I was going to say, with the War of Northern Aggression, uh, uh, when you did it uh, recently at Panafine, I've seen you do it a couple other times. 
uh, you added a little bit. There was like a little bit extra there, and it made it feel like uh, you were like regretfully, but like or like you're just like I guess I'm gonna call it this. Yeah, now. yeah. You know, like the emotion was different this time. It felt like you leaned in. You're like, ah, the war of northern aggression. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think it was actually funnier uh, the other way. Anyway, but Kelly, uh, why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> no, 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 you son of a bitch. You think you're better than me? No, no, no. It's fair. a workshop. Yeah, yeah. I will end you. No, okay, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. That, that's, that, no, that, that's totally reasonable. Thank you for that. <laughs> I thought uh, I only caught the end of that um, caveman, but I thought if you just reworded it, like uh, the the cave woman that you clubbed the most, I don't know, club could be roofied. Yeah, well, it could be both, yeah. like the 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 mallet uh, thing or your I your that unit. was something I just said off the top of my head I will probably never say that again. Okay. But but I appreciate <laughs> that I appreciate I appreciate the feedback. Don't completely abandon that thought. Oh, uh, I abandon most of my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I was thinking about, I like the uh, the roller coaster joke mm-hmm. and I was thinking about one time I went to the movies alone and I feel like that's almost like similar but just like more like thrills, you yeah. know? Because it's, like, one of those things where you think, like, everyone's looking at you, like, oh, he's alone, but, like, really, like, nobody notices. I I go to the movies alone all the time. Yeah, it's the shit, right? Okay, I was about to say, well, you were calling (laughs) me out. I didn't realize. (laughs) No, 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 I'm not saying it's wrong with that. No, (laughs) I don't you know. No, yeah, 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 no, no, I I, I go to the movies alone a lot. It's, it's, uh, you know, because I need privacy while masturbating. Uh, Come on, we're still doing it. Ah, Okay. No, no, but um, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah you know, because Noah takes pictures of you when you're at the movies alone, too. So it's yeah, like yeah. another layer. Do people take pictures of you? Oh, 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 right. Okay. I thought you were saying. Okay. Yeah, I, I get it now. Yeah, yeah. That would be that would be fun if a, after a movie theater if you walk out and there's just a picture of you alone <laughs> watching the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any other comments? All right. Um, no, I thought I thought the uh Jesus was loud. Um I thought the I thought the rape joke was actually really good. The way oh. you um like I, I was thinking about it and I was like, Oh, if he said it, but I was like, Oh shit, I don't know if I would have the balls to say it and then you did it with the full lean in, I was like, damn, like out of man. I loved it. Yeah. Um so my advice to new comics is uh, lean into it, rape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well I'll I've been I'll, I'll take your yeah. advice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe, uh, and then if, if you were ever going to reword it, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't say do it or don't, but maybe say like the one that the girl that you abducted or something. Cause that was actually like common practice. It was mostly so just funny. abduction. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then what followed was, yeah. 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 All, right, all right. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Cool. Thank you guys. Ian, you're so funny. Everybody, Ian Levy. We have one last comic for you, and you guys have been hanging all in, and I appreciate that so much, and thank you for donating to Mutiny Radio. If you can't for any reason, no big deal. Take a picture and make us look cool and tag us at Mutiny Radio SF, and that would be amazing. Or just tell people, like, how cool it is or something. That's that's good enough for me. All right, your last comic of the evening. Pay attention. Take notes. It's Kelly Evans. Hello, hello. If you've learned anything from Ian's set, it's that if things aren't going well, just uh, that'll that wins them over every time. Yeah. Well done. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Ian is now teaching a comedy class. So that is <laughs> that is lesson one, and also the last lesson. That's it. Those are the only lessons. Um, I uh, I was I just got in a relationship. 
So cool. Thanks. Um, people don't give a fuck. Uh, but my girlfriend, she's like really into astrology, which is, uh, which is fine. That's fine. I guess. Uh, I just feel like people dunk on astrology a lot right now. Like they're just so like everybody just insults people who are into astrology. Like I, but I grew up in like a really religious part of Texas. Then so I'll take an astrologist over a Southern Baptist any day. Okay, seriously. Like there aren't as many rules and regulations. Mercury's not going to be upset if you get drunk on Saturday night and don't fucking wake up and go to some random building where they're trying to bilk you for cash. You got to listen to some guy named John with a short sleeve button down shirt play a fucking guitar about Saturn or whatever the hottest planet is. Uh, yeah, it's just there's you know nobody's gonna be like we got um you know Jupiter says we have to uh, uh, cut some of your dick off you know that's what uh, that's what it says so we're gonna have to do that um, yeah it's just what the <laughs> so I'm fine with that that's all good uh, with me I'm not really into religion um, if you can't tell <laughs> I feel like the idea of heaven isn't really sold well. You know, it's like usually they're selling it to such a small group of people, like 72 virgins, right? If you martyr yourself, you get 72 virgins, which is, I guess, okay if you're a guy, if you're into that. But uh, what about if you're a woman? Do you want 72 male virgins? You know, fucking clingy. So fucking clingy. Seriously. I asked a woman that question. I was like, do you want to deflower a virgin? Uh, and she's like, if he's got a big dick. I was like, all right, all right. That is, it's got to focus. She's nodding her head. That's Almost as good as a laugh, <laughs> but still not. Um, anyway, I uh, actually, before that, I was dating a lot, and um, I use dating apps because you have to because that's how you get sex, and that's, you know, so whatever. You know, I'll make that bargain. Uh, I mean, I would slam my hand in a car door if it meant that there was sex guaranteed afterwards. You know, like that's, I'm just saying, I will do painful things because it's a necessity. Anyway, I uh, found this woman on Bumble, and she was like very successful looking in her photos, you know, very business professional, which is great because I would, I'd, I'd want to date somebody who's successful. I'm not just looking for like a, a lover, you know, I'm looking for like a sugar mommy, you know, like a sugar mommy, huh? Sugar mommy, is nobody uh, comfortable with that? Sugar daddy, that's fine. Sugar mommy, everybody freezes up. Anyway, I'm just saying I'm not good with money, all right? I just, people assume because you have buttons on your shirt that you know how a 401k works. Not the case. Um, like I actually lost money on robots recently. Like robotics, like not a not a stock, just a guy with robots. I just is like this guy seems above board. You know, I'm a fucking, and he left. I don't know where he went. <laughs> Actually, uh, did you know you can get a 7-Eleven credit card? You know, that's a thing you can get. I mean, I can't. They turn me down. But you can get that. Some people can, and uh, yeah, it's sad. Actually, they have. Uh, <laughs> it's not really that funny. Um, there are three levels. There's a. It's like gold and platinum and blue raspberry is a third. Yeah, just get triple those. Points, get secret slushy flavors. That's the, it'd be like a sad thing to throw down if you're making a serious purchase. You're just like, I'm going to buy these uh, $5,000 in rare books uh, with my 7-Eleven card. I feel like that doesn't, anyway. Um, getting to the point, I went on this date with this woman and uh, it turns out she's a venture capitalist. She's like way out of my league, like just fucking really far. Like I checked out her Instagram and it's just pictures of her and like, I hear I am in Greece or beaches in Thailand and you know, some that ice castle and the, the Nordic area. I don't know where it is. Rich people shit. And I'm like, I uh, did a uh, open mic at a sad strip club recently. You know, not really Instagram worthy. Uh, but we went out on the date and then she, uh, we're just talking about different topics I don't really care about. And uh, I asked her about religion. <laughs> I'm like, hey, uh, are you, uh, you religious at all? I'm like, this can't get any worse. Uh, and she's like, oh, uh, 
You don't want to hear about that. What? Uh, no, I definitely do now. That is a weird way to evade that question. Uh, what? She's like, well, I'm a Scientologist. Fucking back in my league. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Bang blader. Cool. Anyway, all right, that's my time. Kelly Evans, everyone. Banging mm -hmm. ladies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy everything you do. I always think you're super funny. I'm oh, like uh, not... Uh, I I I don't have anything really good to say. The sec the car door slamming for sex. I was like, wow, okay. I, like I was. I just, need to find I love a all you, No, no, I like it. I like all your weird little details. It's too They're specific it's, that's to you. Too extreme though. Um. Anyway, I'm just toying around with different stuff. Well, right now, I so. enjoyed everything you did. I was yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the whole Bumble story is like really funny. I think it's got a lot of funny potential. Yeah. Um. What, what was I gonna say about? Oh yeah, yeah. I think uh, when you say like you are looking for a sugar mommy. Yeah. I feel like maybe if it came up earlier, it'd be a good, like, kind of attention grabber. And yeah. then, like, the way that she dressed or whatever could just, like, be a joke about, like, how sugar mommies dress. Like, you'd be mm, like, yeah, 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 so I'm looking for the sugar mommy on Bumble. Be like, I saw this chick wearing a blazer. So I was like, all right, word. Let's, you know, something <laughs> like that. Like, that could be, yeah. Just, yeah, I just really wanted to see if people just cringed at that really hard. And they did. So, yeah, I felt <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was the right first on that. step all of right. comedy discomfort, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyone else? Anyone else want to hurt my feelings, huh? Ian, you want to get back at me, huh? You motherfucker, you want to do this? Fucking do it! He try me! You. Fucking he try me! End you! Yeah, hey, uh, Kelly, uh, you're a good guy, and I respect your craft. Fuck! Damn it! Right. Now I look like an asshole. All right. I win again. <laughs> He's back. Everybody, clap your hands together, Kelly Evans. All right, well, that's it. Thanks, everybody, for coming. Go to Delirium. They're going to have a great, great show tonight. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm closing it down because I want to get to Delirium. I'm sorry, and there was no, like, pre-signage. A little late. Uh, and I got to walk all the way over there. It's pretty far. Uh, but, yeah, go to Delirium. It's going to be a lot of fun tonight. It should be. And, uh, hey, we'll see you guys next week on Joke Workshop. your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th 
2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Carmenite Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live to the station MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun!
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! $4.99. Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counteroffer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counteroffer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counteroffer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports. Vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. El Rio began her life in 1978 as a leather Brazilian gay bar. We are an LGBTQ plus space who is welcoming to all good people. We actively invest in communities to promote social change. We actively invest in our local arts and music scene to give space for artists. We actively pursue underserved communities in the use of our space. We are an awesome supporter of the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, hosting an incredible offside show. 
Wednesday, March 4th, 9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to 3158 Mission Street at Cesar Chavez, San Francisco. It's open every day at 2 p.m. with an incredible back patio. El Rio is your dive. Welcome to Racers Alley again on a Thursday night here at Mutiny Radio in the middle of the heart of the mission. Haven't been here in two weeks, so uh, welcome back, everybody. And uh, uh, not a lot nicer here tonight. Last week we had like seven days of just miserable storms, which is great for our water table. But uh, boy, oh boy, it was kind of crazy here. I mean, when us San Francisco bitch about weather, I hear a lot of other folks out there having a lot harder time in sub freezing uh, temperatures. However, RAR, here we are. So, anyway, so we're going to get set up tonight, and uh, we're actually going to have, uh, well, a guest DJ, Milk Crate Brian, who's been a guest on our show more than once, and he's going to be spinning some albums, as well as uh, Wade's going to be in here shortly and uh, talk about future racing. I believe uh, Sacramento Miles coming up uh, very soon, and uh, we'll talk about that uh, dirt track stuff. Anyhow, uh, I'll be back shortly. Uh, listen to a little bit of a cheap trick, and... Uh, Get back to you soon. Welcome to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio. Yar. Watch 
So anyways, uh, we got Milk Crate Brian here tonight, uh, DJing, and uh, got some tunes going on soon, and uh, we're kind of figuring out the new system here, which is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, Brian, you, uh, let's see here. Why don't you uh, fire it up here in a sec? Why don't you say hi? Hey, everybody. We're going to start out with a little Judas Priest heading out on the highway. Yeah, yeah.
Well, it's a cash conk, baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Exciting for you, Mutiny Radio listener. There are six new shows here at mutinyradio.fm. Monday nights at 10 o'clock, it's time for free phone sex. 415-550-0511. Yes, call in for free phone sex. When it's 2 o'clock on a Wednesday... And you hear the trippy music. You know what time it is. You know it's time to talk about the world and the universe and everything. On some call me Tim. You'd think I've been doing this show for like three years now that I could time out when that comes with the music and I never do. Today on the program we have... John Garside. Hello. Hi. Big Brit. Yeah, Big British John. Big British John. So Can you're really British. Really am British. Oh, the wow. accent's the accent's real. The accent's real. Yeah. It's exciting. I earned stuff. it. <laughs> uh, so he is Big British John. You can look him up on the face of my books and all that. But here on Some Call Me Tim, do you know why we call the show Some Call Me Tim? Well, that's first of all. When I saw the reference, I'm like, all right. First, I need to know more. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, I'm like 50% Python. Oh, it's, perfect. Yes. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's exactly the reason. So you know, it's mm. just in that whole. I love the end of that when they were like, it's just a movie, and there's a, there's the girl. It's just the search for something that might or might not exist, and all that kind of just like, God, is it real? Is he real? Are we constructing it? And so. Some call me Tim. Yeah, we could do the whole music number right now. <laughs> I love when it's on the cross and the, blah, blah, blah. the life of Brian is also very funny. Uh, but look deep in the eyes of Sparkle Jesus, and I ask, do you believe in Jesus? We, we've agreed to see other people. <laughs> you guys broke up. You used to talk to him all the time. I uh, I, I was willing to uh, believe the stories, and, and it was it was his, it was his own journey. And it took a good number of years and a, and a good chunk of life. There were some stupid things I did in the name of one's country, for Queenie, <laughs> that meant I was rather grateful for his companionship during those times. Uh, and I, obviously, I was just glad that you know. Jesus had a thing for big white people. <laughs> um, not so much the other people on the other end of the rifle, uh, which was which is great. I'm sure they had their deity, but not as good as mine. <laughs> but then, as I saw more and more of life, uh, I'm like, well, much as I appreciate your love for the white middle class. Um, wow, what is that? I know, right? They are it. 
I was Christian and I was white middle class and all the people that I know who are still Christian are still white middle class. My parents, only, my brother. He only cures those with healthcare. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's amazing. It's amazing. And they and they're Costco prescriptions, I'm sure. Um, but, um. And then I saw, I was in Africa, uh, in South Africa, working and I saw, uh, I was actually hiring people for security company. Uh, IT security company and uh, we were hiring in Noweto everyone's heard of Soweto where you know the Mandela's were from Noweto oh, oh it's a, there are places it's like these are real places oh, okay yeah, it's called Alexandria his real name is Alexandria but Noweto means north of the, the Veld sure and uh, and I'm seeing this poverty like really close like oh. when people when people make jokes about about San Francisco's feces problem oh. it ain't a problem really oh I'll, I'll show you way worse uh, it, are people living in like tin shacks like what are they are they living in it's not like it's very similar to Oakland <laughs> am I not allowed to do those is that, no that's very is funny that, is that it's wrong? okay no that's very funny uh, it's yeah quite... no the tin shacks like you are wealthy if you have tin for a roof. You know, wow. you you start with a roof and work down. Uh, oh. the, the poor have a top uh, or a collection of plastic bags. Wow. And that that. But that's next to richness, right? Like because Cape Town is, I mean, the, it's swanky. Like, it, I mean, it just it was haves and have nots. And then they well, first they said segregation is real and you're not a person or whatever and then they're like okay now you're people we're still but, talking about Oakland aren't we <laughs> well I think that the I mean the question two white people talking about racism isn't it fun uh, but uh, so there's real poverty so we what don't do have you mean I'm British we created it uh, you're welcome yeah <laughs> you, you guys you guys mastered the slavery um, so there wasn't running water that's what you mean like so, so not not to the house, but there was to the standpipe, yeah. and uh, you have to bear in mind I'm not quite as old as uh, as, as I might be uh, feeling sometimes. <laughs> so you know, there's water to the standpipe, but and I was there to to um, hire people, and I'll give you the short version of this. But basically, there was over a hundred people turned up for these interviews on a Saturday morning, and this is for a regular IT gig. Right. You know, anyone around here would would do. And they met the minimum qualifications. And uh, I interviewed the first four people, and they all answered the questions exactly the same way. Every one of them had learned everything about the company I work for. Wow. And just recited verbatim the company bio lines and stuff. Why would you like to work for these? Because your company has been a steadfast proponent of database security. Da, da, da. And I was like, that's great. I think I broke that. <laughs> and then the fifth guy comes in. And he starts answering the question exactly the same way. I'm kind of getting bored of this. Sure. But crucially, I realize he's wearing the first guy's suit. No. Yeah. Wow. He's wearing the first guy's suit. And but how are they educated if they're uh, p people who are super poor can be super educated? Well, they have these things called schools. <laughs> um, I just thought that poor people didn't have, get educated. No, they actually have a national curriculum. And education, is to those with nothing, education is incredibly valuable. This is one of the lessons I have seen throughout life. Sure. And again, it's kind of one of those British things. It's like, sure, we took your parents, we took your grandparents, but we left you with an education system and a baccalaureate program. Huh. Uh, and as long as you can afford to be in school, your parents will scrimp and save to put you in school, to pay the 20 cents a day or equivalent. 
but they really understand the value because it is the only way out. If your choices are, you know, prison, death, or squalor, Prostitution. you'll find that not really. I mean, not for I'm, you. I've no, never been attractive enough. Sure. Mm. I did time in a British boarding school, so I knew what I was going in for. <laughs> hey, there's a market for that out here. <laughs> just your, you just got a bat for the other team. Absolutely. Cricket, cricket bat for the other team. I mean, big, tall you and little, little boy shorts and a little. Oh, I can just see it. That would be so cute. The if little, my wife's watching, uh, <laughs> or listening, even there then. Could be a then I didn't have these ideas. It was you, Pam's fault. You should dress up for that. Would be what a great Halloween costume. That, that you'd be like sexy schoolboy, <laughs> sexy English schoolboy. It's that's Halloween. Uh, you know, I wondered what I'd wear for that next gig at the Improv, and uh, you've solved that problem for me. I was like, I'll wear my lucky jacket. Now we're talking thongs and school shorts. Just, I'm liking that. Yeah. What are thongs? Not our thongs are different than your thongs. Thongs are like girly pants that have no butt girly underwear what are your thongs what else, would I, what else would I wear I, I don't know people call thongs different things like some people think they're flip flops they think you those are thongs you cannot cover your genitalia with a sandal <laughs> not and get the support you so need so a thong okay so a girl thong yeah. I feel we strayed from the topic yeah well <laughs> Jesus I don't think they wore underwear at all well I so me and Jesus a loincloth surely but they were wearing robes. I think it must have been just for ease, like because they're also pooping on the ground to get back to the squalor. Weren't like biblical times squalorific? Like, were I mean, what? How old do I look? No, I don't know. But you seem to have you have knowledge of. You've been you've been. We used to run that country schools. as well after the war. We <laughs> fucked that one up as well. Palestine, we created that. You're really? welcome. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We uh, we, we we screwed up so. But that, many I think that wasn't that supposed to be helpful because like. Quite we, often we, we were being helpful. We were because the United States were like, yeah, let's form Israel, even though that was someone else's country. And then we're like, this is a country now. And then they said, well, let's put all the Muslims over here in Palestine. Didn't we have a part of that too? You know what? There was a there was a number of senators that were quite keen on the idea. It's like we're kind of repeating that cycle again right now. But to be fair. This was because it wasn't just uh, Israel at the time. We also had our hands in this thing called Iraq and, oh. and Iran, and we were creating borders. And rather than look at actual geography, we looked at a map, and some mm -hmm. guys in Oxford got a rule around and said, oh, this won't cause any problems. Uh, we, we did the same in India a couple of years' time and oh. creation of Pakistan. It's because we didn't know that, or the, it didn't have the study or the knowledge of the people. No, we, and no, we didn't care. Oh. Big, huge difference. We were like, and, you know, uh, they're, they're all wonderful fuzzy wuzzies. I'm sure they'll all get on well with one another. And, um, you yeah, know, we'll, we'll just say anybody on this side of the line is uh, is, is that, and on that side is the other. And, um, yeah, no, be fine, be fine. Tea, absolutely wonderful. Ooh, Tiffin, oh, wonderful. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, that's it just blows my mind to think of it in that way because... Three guys in Oxford. I mean, I feel like we did the same thing in Vietnam. We totally screwed up Vietnam because we didn't understand the culture, what was going on. We didn't understand why the northern people were into the communism or how. Maybe we backed, maybe back in the south was wrong. But we didn't even know because we didn't know the culture. We didn't know the language. We had people. We didn't know the roads, the topography, the weather, none of it. And we're like, let's put a bunch of money in. We're going to get these and then bad words and stuff. And they all look the same. Uh, and But it was our cultural ignorance that made that war last for 30 years uh yeah 
Yeah. It's, it's the principal. Uh, yeah. It's there's, there's this there's this English person called Jeremy Clarkson. He's a bit of an ass. Uh, has a TV program now on Amazon, and he create well, he, create, he curated this phrase, which a lot of British people use, and I've used it. How hard can it be? You take the most complex issue, having a kid, uh, creating countries, solving cultural issues, and you apply the simple prism. How hard can it be? <laughs> and you can screw up anything for 30 years on that basis. You'll make a commitment. Like, how hard could it be to change a government in Iraq? Turns out... Pretty hard. How hard is it to change it a diaper? I know, I got that shit down one-handed now. Yeah, really? Oh, yeah. We're two and a half years in. I got that yeah. thing. I'm like, you know. I have a nanny thing I do where I do it when they're standing. I just... I can, I can change diapers when they're standing up easier than any laying down proposition we're talking boys or girls or both both both, both. I'm, i've been with boys you've got like a hook you can use <laughs> yeah well the and the thing is it's they're easy i do right now i'm hanging out with a young lady who's just turned two and she's still in the dipes and uh Standing up, it's hard sometimes with the poop, though. Well, I was gonna say because you got to get into all smear. the poops. You got to get in, and you got to front to back. Uh, right, exactly. Do not, yeah, never do not back fuck to that front. one up. Yeah, no, That's, can't. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. But uh, it's it's yeah, it's hard to get in there. I, I wonder why we don't have little baby bidets. Do they? I mean, in Europe, do they stick there? Do English people have bidets? Are you are you guys really into to butt cleanliness? First of all. <laughs> You just committed a bit of a faux pas. You confused me with the French. Oh, but no, the Italians are the ones that I knew that had bidets. I just well, they, figure everyone they do, in Europe. But the, it's, it's, it's the French that really went to town, and I, I believe they do have the more fungal vagina issue. Um, <laughs> one assumes that's the case. Uh, I've only known... Assume my wife's not listening. I've only known a few French vaginas. Um, and, um, I mean, I'd rate them quite highly. Um, now, whether that was uh, down to Kegel exercises or a bidet, who knows? Right. Um, but um, yeah, we did have a, we took we went to Paris uh, a year ago and change uh, with the monkey, and um, she thought they were great. And <laughs> and there was this, especially when she found out there was tabs that she could access. Oh no! Which are otherwise forbidden at home. Of um, you know, drought and you know, she can flood anything. And yeah, that was. Did she um, see like a like a um, water fountain? Yeah, it was. Stop it! Don't we? <laughs> I mean, you know, there's there's a reason why my kid looks like she's got bits of you know you have to get the peel the um, duct tape off her yeah. it's like you're not touching that again <laughs> uh, are you raising your child uh, religious in any way my wife is your wife is <laughs> your wife is raising your child religious you're going along with it I'm 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 committed to her being part of a good community right on so obviously white middle class with healthcare <laughs> um, no it, it's a real um you know, it comes back to the it, religion didn't just start it. This was, a, it, it was, you know, my personal belief is it was a control tool. It was a community control tool. Establish acceptable norms and then say the big invisible man said that's what you've got to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the principle of sheeple. Right. And it, and it 
quite effective. You know why built? You know why churches are so tall? So God can look down on you. Oh, I thought it was so the priest can jump off and commit suicide. <laughs> um, well, See, I don't think the, that's that. I just well, mean, I, they I, don't do that. Do well, they do that? Nuns. Nuns. They threaten that. the choir boys. Well, if you don't want to take your your little vesticles off and uh, expose your little testicles, then uh, off the top you'll go, little boy. <laughs> um, no, uh, it, it's. Uh, I always thought nunneries were interesting. That that was like. I've watched wh- those films. Why, why would you want, why would you ask, I, I just don't understand, in order to have a relationship with God or whatever, maybe it was to be taken care of. If you didn't get married and to have kids, then you had to be a nun. Unless if you didn't do that, you were a witch. Like you have three choices. Like you could be a nun, a witch, or a wife. Maybe. And so you're like, well, I don't like dudes, so I guess I'll be a nun. Two things. Yeah. First of all, uh, my wife has been watching this Call the Midwife program. Oh. Um, you know, I'm sure it's on Netflix. It's, it's on, on the Netflix, Netflix. It yeah. is. I haven't seen and, it yet. And, uh, you know, this is the start of the NHS, the National Health Service in the UK, and the nuns were involved in the labor because they always had been because, you know, God wants to make sure he's got more um, acolytes, so make sure they survive childbirth. Um, but... <laughs> So I'm not a good person. <laughs> right, am I. And so it's interesting to watch, you know, there, these, all the, these are young nuns. And, like, and to your point, why? You you know, look, you're attractive. You made it through a TV casting. You've had choices. <laughs> but, but to the... <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I mixed up a few things there. But the, to, to, to the nuns and the marrying Jesus, my, I, I say this, I joked, and I think it's a joke, that my, uh, you know, my little ones, she's not going to be dating, you know, as a father. Yeah. I'm not comfortable with the idea. She's only two and change. <laughs> We've got 14 years of, of, of planning on this one. I said to somebody, I said, she's, she's going to go straight into the convent to marry Jesus. Yeah. And uh, this person said to me, I think you'll find she's going to date Jesus. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, and I, it's a struggle. I I don't understand it, but but I do understand it. It's it was it was it was a choice. You look at when the nunner, you know, the, the British nunneries, you know, pre-Reformation, and it was we need X amount of people to pray for the rich people who are doing bad things. I mean, you literally could pay for your sins. Wow. Um, and and what better way? Well, we're going to have a good weekend of debauchery, but don't worry, we've got a couple of uggos. We're going to uh, throw those in the nunnery to pray for us, cleanse our souls. We're all good. Um, bring on the sex dwarfs. You know? <laughs> I I always just thought that. I, well, I was raised originally. I went. I went to. I saw my first dead body when I was like seven, and it was a. It was awake. Is the wake the right word? It was it was in a Catholic thing, and my grandmother was Catholic, and so I had to go to this thing, and there was a dead lady in front of us, and she, I was related to her somehow, like she was some great aunt or something. If there's drinking, it's a wake. There wasn't drinking. It was in a church, so maybe it was a, a real funeral. A view, what might be, a or viewing, a viewing. Yeah. Yeah. And there were all these nuns there, because I guess this lady was a nun, and one of them asked me, she said, are you going to be a good little nun when you grow up? And I was like, no, I'm not even Catholic. Like, I don't, what are you, why would you ask me that? And I was, I ended up offending people. And I just remember like 
a being freaked out about being like why would you why would you want little girls to think that that's a thing that they'd want to be that's so weird like yeah i want to wear i have a few ideas well i mean so is it the idea that but then that's the other thing is it why is a woman's having sex so like carefully tended to as a dad or whatever like that, that's like a thing that you're like oh my god boys are going to do terrible things to her like i'm fine with the sex it's the heartbreak it's the emotional uh, side of things huh i maybe that's just me being a little bit strange there like i accept that she's going to i accept that she's going to i can't get further than that me and my psychiatrist yeah. <laughs> we've got we've got a few years yeah 14 and jane but um maybe 30 if i'm lucky but <laughs> But it's the, I don't want her to get hurt. Oh. It's the emotional hurt. And I, th- huh. those are the things which... That's very sweet. Um, or controlling. <laughs> or, yeah. Well, I, but you can, I mean, being a nun, then you, then you just have all these other things to hurt yourself about and feel terrible and you're not you're never being a nun would be terrible because you're never good enough jesus is the worst because it just makes you feel like you'll never be good enough uh he, he did set a somewhat high bar yeah. um i mean the whole you know uh essentially suicide right um see what what troubles me and i, know, I love the fact that you know christianity can't agree on things yeah like, so we're all the same but completely different right um yeah i love to see a, a catholic and a lutheran in a bar fight um <laughs> but i have real issues with it and i mean like fundamental issues with original sin ah uh. this this one daunts me because you know i, I remember being i, I got confirmed when I was, I don't know, 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to suit. think of the things which I did that were so bad that I had to be cleansed of them. Hmm. I mean, there was a magnifying glass, there were some ants, there was an accident. <laughs> um, I, I used to pop ants with magnifying glasses. That was mean. But the fact that, the idea that this, this delightful little creature who had just been born... Some five, six weeks after she was born, she was, she was christened, baptized, whatever you wish. And there were some words in there about cleansing her of her original... I had real... Huh. I mean, to be fair, I was just doing this so that, you know, my mom would include the kid in the well. I mean, let's be honest <laughs> about this. This was, this was an investment. I mean, uh, mom's in town after the thing. What can we do that's nice? Put the her? water oh, on the baby. Yeah. Water in the baby, sure. God say, don't make her a godparent. She might be, you know, she follows the example of being a parent. Then uh, I'm joking, mother. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm sure godparents are a lot of fun. But no, I, I understand that that's, for some people, it's still, all of these rituals have a lot of meaning. For my grandmother. They have, like, a, a, like if you don't baptize the child, you're damning your child to hell. How dare you? You're, And it's like, wow, this ritual that we all... But then that I find so interesting because it, it so closely relates to witchcraft. And yet we burn so many witches. So it's like light some candles, pray on some water and do some stuff. But that's only okay if you do it in a church with a priest. If you do it like, you know, over a cauldron with a cat, you're a witch. I, I mean, it's just stew. Sometimes, sometimes a stew is just a stew. <laughs> no, someone told me, someone made a very similar thing the other day and they said, if you do it in your own house, it's like Uber for religion. You're doing it in your own environment with your own tools. And I thought that's, that's a little bit strange. And they explained it further and it just got stranger. Then I realized, don't have in-depth conversations with a meth head. <laughs> 
uh, while on meth, which I yeah. I was just casually unaware. Yeah, just, there was a guy on meth last night outside, or we don't know. I don't know. It could have been crack. Who knows? It could have been fentanyl. But he was outside of, I work at a, a bar twice a week, and um, he was in the ground, and he had broken a window, and there were all these shards of glass, and he was like, sort of like picking them up and going through them and then putting like little tiny ones into another bag and he was just sitting there like in like in the gutter what do you do like so for me as a former christian like what is my social responsibility to this like am i the good samaritan is that not do i walk by like you know the like the pharisee oh i am so late for my meeting and it's important with the god and so he didn't help the man in the ditch and then the other guy well i there was he had some other reason and then this the guy who would be unclean to touch saved him not very nice okay but like now i sometimes that even even having a history with um you know my lord and savior jesus christ it what I mean, walking around San Francisco, what is our responsibility to our fellow man? Do we have one? Like, is that what religion is about? Like, so that we won't fuck each other up all the time? Or is it not we go, well, they have original sin and they haven't, you know, drank of the blood of the Father. So, like. I, I, I struggle on this one and it's interesting. I'm not, not wishing to be political about it, but it's kind of like, I, I believe we're all born on the left. We believe in the good of humanity and we're all going to contribute to society. Then we have a little bit of money and, and suddenly we start thinking more in the concept of mine. And then, and I'm, I'm, I am really lucky. I mean, I'm a kid with no education. Um, I pretty much trade on the accent. That's it. <laughs> I'm as dumb as a second hammer. But your people have the Oxford and it's just a, a systemized education. You didn't no. take advantage of it? Oh, no. I got expelled several times. Oh. oh I, I didn't even finish high school. I had to go back and get my sort of GED equivalency. Wow. Um, yeah. Trade on that accent. There you go. Uh, well, the, the, I had some brains that somehow I ended up with a couple of patents on the use of artificial intelligence and in IT security systems. Wow. Go. Yeah, go figure that. And, and yet, you know, I'm much rather be on a stage with a with a mic than uh, than you know writing security copy but you kind of get this you as soon as you get this concept of mine you start drifting I mean there was a point when I thought Margaret Thatcher was quite a good person oh she's not um not for a lot of people mm. um, you know tax the poor give money oh. back um, you have to bear in mind we basically took a photocopier to Reagan's economic principles oh trickle and said, down doesn't work yeah we thought that would be a great idea uh, liberalize everything sell off all the national assets national, you know and, well uh, it's not treacle down it's trickle down I can understand how treacle down would be nice because a nice treacle pie would be treacle tart you could treacle tart you could it's not a tri- treacle down I wondered theory. how quickly we'd get to, 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 to <laughs> no but trickle down theory I just was making a funny do you want me to do my Paul voice at this point oh my god I'm, you have I'm a Paul voice oh I'm from the same part of the world see what? I I spent a lot of my time working time in London uh-huh. if I use my natural family voice then I sound like Paul <laughs> I'm, I'm from the same part of town as Paul from from the same part of the world from Yorkshire and we sound like this Yorkshire Yorkshire pudding is the best one of the best foods ever created oh it's wonderful the, the, out that out that you can dip in gravy <laughs> is is wonderful see I don't understand Americans your concept you like biscuits and gravy now for me that's a cookie a bis- with oh, some jus now why would you put a chocolate chip cookie with some beef jus that makes no sense. Right, because a gravy is different. But for you, you took what we call a scone and went rogue. Right. And called it a biscuit. And then gravy, you decided, should be made from flour, butter, and 
meat drip. Yes. Oh. What do you make? Your gravy is just. A, a jus a with jus. a bit of cornstarch, a bit of cornstarch in it. Huh. Um, you know that's. You just went off on one. You're like, how many calories can we put in it? I believe Paula Dean was just the, you know, the 19th incantation of the first person who did kill everybody. <laughs> well, we we like we like butter a lot. Yeah, I guess a, a biscuit is a scone, except it the is. biscuit's a cookie. Exactly. Well, exactly. For a you, bit, right? A, exactly. Yeah, it's the um, chips and fries thing, but. I, this is the thing I don't understand about, like, why, why did we shit on England's cuisine for so long when you guys really weren't fucking it up? Like, we in America we have this thing like British people's food is shit. It's gross and stupid. Like that's what I was taught when I was little. Did, did you didn't? I, but I was like, why do Americans do this? British Bay show's great. Like, and the people are so nice and they have those funny accents. They're so fun and they're nice to each other. It's it's the least American thing ever. Any American TV show, there's so much drama I and mean, she's just all like, Lara, and then they do all that like first awful all, stuff. First of all, let's just get this out of the way. I think we're both glad that, was it Ra- Raul? Raul? Uh, yes, Raul won. R- that Raul won because otherwise... He was going to top himself. <laughs> I mean, there was going to be a celebration, a little garden party, and they were going to pan back to the tent, and he was going to be strung up from a chandelier. Absolutely. There was no two ways about it. He was so not confident about anything. I'm like, did your parents beat you? Does everyone get beaten in India as a child? Like, yes. is that what happens? <laughs> they do. That's... Just on the street. <laughs> you are nothing, you suck. I said, a good friend of mine at, at work, I work with a good number of, sort of Indian nationals and Korean nationals, and they both compare childhoods. Like, they compare stress positions that they were forced to sit in when they got a B. What? I mean, seriously. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, it, it, the pressure. Uh, but the pressure of... Uh, it comes back to the... It actually comes back to where we started this conversation. Education, the value of it. People understand that, you know, you are going to stay where you are within your social class, your caste, wherever. And the only way to move up is through education. And so it's a... Just to be a doctor. I'm not drinking. I've cut my drinking by a good two-thirds since the kid was born. Wow, and, good for you. And and the kid has a college fund. It's not a coincidence. <laughs> These things are linked. Wow. Wow, that's interesting. Well, that's one of the reasons why I was never going to have kids is I really love drinking. Like, I love it. I love it on a Tuesday. I love it on a, on a weird day. I mean, I, I have to limit it now because my body just isn't letting me because I'm old lady now. But, like, I love drinking. And if I would have had a kid, I still would have loved drinking. And then I would have been a bad parent. You I know mean, what I, I mean? If I may quote um, St. Kavanaugh, I love beer. <laughs> I love beer. Beer can make bread. I know. I love. I would drink. I but I get it. Like being a good parent and and drinking and having and using that particular drug as much as you want are, are just not things that can go together. It's not that. It's having the ability to stay awake. So like the kid's bedtime, her wind down routine has become mine. Oh. Oh, if I can stay awake 15 minutes past her bedtime, I'm amazed these days. It's wow. I've really settled into this. I, I'm I'm informed. Are that, you stay at home, Dad? No, God, no. I'm, okay. No, my no, wife, you're the IT thing. No, my okay. wife suffers okay. um, terribly. Me and the kid. Um, <laughs> she's raising two children, as she says. Um, but uh, no, I'm my. I, it's it's incumbent on me. I, I make sure I get home in time for uh, for bedtime because that's 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 my opportunity to shine and to take the burden off the wife so she can actually get get out of mommy brain for a few minutes she can watch british bake show as opposed to um 
Oh, what's the Mr. Rogers Tiger thing called? I keep, uh, Daniel Tiger. Oh, that's a new. I haven't. I don't. I don't do screen time with when I hang out with kids because it freaks me out and like I just can't watch that. Like Thomas the Train. Like I'll start to memorize things. Like I'll if I have to watch it too much. I just I just can't do it. I have to like play games. Yeah, who'd have thought Ringo would be better voiceover than he was a drummer? Um, that beat Is that Ringo's voice? That's Ringo. The, Mr. The, the, Topham Hat. The the that's his Ringo that does the introduction. I don't I, know what the voices he is, but um, that's that's great. Yeah, next time you listen to Ubla Di Obudar and then Thomas the Tank Engine, you're not doing drugs. That's oh. the same voice. Oh man. But no, Peppa Pig and uh, and and Daniel Tiger are our two. Um, like when the meltdown is too long like we don't have to beat or strangle the child like i was <laughs> we can give her a friggin ipad oh i see it's like okay before we have to call child protection services and turn ourselves in take that and go into your corner and be happy right 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 and we'll come back in 20 minutes and love you again. <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. You know, car journeys with an iPad. Because I spy with a two-year-old is pretty limited. Absolutely. I mean, they're, they're just not that intelligent. <laughs> it's shoes and noses. <laughs> <laughs> Go uh, The new one, uh, it's not new, It's but it's good. It's the Charlie and Lola. Although, oh. if you have, if you only have one child, so... You you don't want her to have a brother or sister, do you? Because that's what that's all that book makes one. If you're an only child and you read Charlie and Lola, it just they're like, when am I getting a brother? I I'm, I'm I'm rather keen on the idea. Oh, good. Um, well, then read Charlie and Lola. It's really Mrs. good. Mrs. Garside is less keen. Uh, I think it's mainly because she has to carry it uh, um, and give birth to it. Do, do, does the existence of babies and having your own now, does that make you believe more in the existence of a god? So this is, this is this, this, you know, as I was thinking about this the last couple of days, you know, coming here, and I was, I was like, no, that's it. I'm done with the religion. So I, I told you the Africa thing, and then I went to it a couple of years ago, I, a couple more than 20 nearly 20 years ago I went to India and the drive from Mumbai airport to my hotel was the most spiritually harrowing of my life oh my god what did you see so so you're flying in and flying into the airport and you can see the slums as you're flying in you can you're flying in literally over the slums and the first 30 minutes of the journey are through the slums and people first of all there are people with disfigurements second of all people disfigure themselves to be a better beggar what they will break their arms in multiple places they will put them through they will break fingers and get all twisted up and you know there's tales uh, of people, you know, being sprayed with acid to be a better beggar. You know, oh, you'll make much more money if your half, you know, the left hand side of your face is melted off. Wow! And they are at the windows begging. And I mean, this isn't just you know your guy on the you know panhandler on the other street. I mean, like, this is pro level begging. And I'm going through this, and I, I see you see the kids running around, and I always had this principle. I, I, wonderful guy I worked with um, years ago taught me never eat in hotel restaurants. Oh. You, you won't learn anything of the culture of the places that you're in by eating in a hotel restaurant. There's always going to be Pastor Alfredo, whether you're in <laughs> Thailand, South Africa, or America. You know, right. You'll learn nothing. 
And so I always, as a habit, would say to the whichever team I was supporting, wherever, look, um, either let's have dinner at your favorite hole in the wall, or let's have dinner at your house. You know, let's let's do something different. Right. And I I spent a little bit of time, tiny bit of time, and I'm talking like hours in one of these slums in Mumbai. And that was the minute where I, I'm done with religion. Really? I'm done. Because there is nothing these people have done to deserve that. Why would God create a parasite whose sole ambition, its sole purpose in life is to burrow into a child's eyeball? Why would he do that? Why, why could, the, you know, why... I, I see there is no value to this suffering. That they're, they're not learning from it. They're not becoming better because of it. Sure. This is just some colonial claptrap to say, well, you know, if you're good, then in the next life, things will be better. And, and I was like, no, no, no. We as a society created this shit show. No, I, and I agree with that. I think we created and, it. And what we said is, well, we've done all we can. This is, this, this, this is Jesus. Or Devesh, or Allah, or, you know, I mean, unfortunately at that point, I decided that the Torah, the Bible, the Quran, and all of the holy books would have only the same weight and value as Harry Potter. Ah! Because they're all magical stories. <laughs> they're all inspirational. And they're all about the good guy winning. But let's let's not let's not beat around the bush, you know. It's it's the same. It, I I was like, wow, okay. These people did nothing to deserve. No one deserves this. I'd like to believe in Harry Potter. That's a fun religion. I mean, that whole Hermione thing with the little time saver, the little thingy bob that she'd turn upside down and she could stop time and go do something else. Hermione, I was like, Dang. Hermione, Hermione is an issue. <laughs> because because she's a witch <laughs> no the witch bit's fine and the time stuff and the cloak and all that stuff I'm fine what I'm worried about is that I you know this is like I've seen this kid grow up I mean she's now fulsome uh. and yet she wasn't you know in number one and it, it, it's kind of like does that not make me a pervert well uh, the question is if I mean I am there's no questions yeah I mean <laughs> No, it's like watching. I don't think that. Okay, so I've had the same quandary when um, my boyfriend. I hate the word boyfriend. It's so infantilizing. My partner, life, probably, which sounds gay. Like I don't know what to call him anyway. My, my, a special hug buddy. Current that shag. I, my, yeah, that I've lived with. But shag is too t transitory. We've been living together for like forever now. It's like oh, we've been together for like five years. So, anyways, this guy. <laughs> He has these pictures of himself in high school and younger, and he made me watch this video of him playing football as a child. And, like, I've seen pictures of him, like, his high school yearbook. He played water polo, and he was, like, a sexy 15. He was, like, I'm, like, whoa. Like, I Phil, have. Filled a Speedo, did he? It's not about the size of the day. It's, like, he has no, this great tummy. and like, That's like, not yeah. where I went. Yeah, okay. His He had the six-pack, eight-pack thing and the little, the muscles. Well, he still has a roughly tummy, but. The 15-year-old pictures of him. Now, that's not my fault. That doesn't make me, like, into... I mean, he was... In, I would have been into him when I was 15, I'm sure, as well. But, I mean... I don't know. 
I don't know where we're going with this. I have I have one I have one joke that people and I love to do it and people don't always let me, but it's we'll see because you're a parent if you think it's too gross. Having sex on top of a baby is not pedophilia. Okay, I'm, I'm just being a good nanny, right? Like I'm getting banged from behind, so I'm having a good time. The baby can only see like 15 inches in front of its face anyway. So I'm smiling, it's smiling, we're having a good time. And just because the baby's first words are, uh, uh, doesn't make me a bad nanny. You know, I'm, I'm fine with that. And okay. don't worry, my darling wife, if you listen to it, I'm not going to do any of the jokes you know I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> but having sex on top of a baby, stop it. I, sometimes the kid falls asleep and you suddenly find yourself with the energy you didn't expect. Right. And and there's nothing wrong. Sister brother ain't going to come from nowhere. Right. At some point, mommy and daddy are going to have to hold hands again. Right. Well, and the thing is that, like, you're fine. You can pretty much do anything in front of a baby until they're, like, two. Two and a half is when they start, once they start developing language and they can, like, and then they're like, what are you doing? Then you're like, Fuck. Yeah, we, we we still we still shower and everything like a family and stuff. And that's I just, cute. I it's Swedish. Yeah. You can get away with that stuff till like you're 13, 15, I think. Um, Showering. Plus, if you're eager, it still goes on into your fifties. There's nothing wrong with sh- sh- saving water. Oh, is that why they do it? <laughs> oh, well, that makes so much more sense than my thoughts. Okay, fine. Oh. <laughs> Well, having a baby, how much has your life changed since, I mean, is it, it's just a hundred percent different. Like you, you, you go to bed super early now, you watch dumb TV shows, you I don't watch them TV almost shows believe in I'm, God. I'm, I'm pathological. This is when me and my wife argue. I don't, um, I say I don't watch TV and I, I can't stand TV. I, I believe it intellect. It just dumbs you down. I love yeah. reading and. Uh, and I'm one of those people I'm blessed I, I love my work and so I don't email at night but I love reading about the research and stuff that goes on around what I do wow so like non-fiction reading even yeah I, it's just I love learning I really do love learning I love I love to challenge myself intellectually I, I love to throw myself into something I don't understand and just learning as we go but uh, I can't stand having the TV on in the bedroom when I I can't sleep. It's like I need it off, and that's yeah. That'll probably be the cause of our divorce. Uh, she likes to fall asleep with the TV on. Yeah, it's uh, it's something that that's a bad habit. I, you know what? I mean, you should. Yeah, uh, Danica, you heard it. Uh, no, it Pam is. Says it, it long, you're going to hell. I was like, yeah, you're damned. My my uh, ex husband. And, I and that's why, right? Because of the because TV. Because of the TV. No, it, there's many reasons. Uh, if she ever off, offers up the butt, you know that you're, she's going to leave you the next day. That's just a little uh, pro tip. Uh, but so my ex-husband. Just writing that one down. Yeah. If she ever said, be like, oh my God, are we okay? What do I have to do? Flowers, chocolates, what do you need, honey? I'll rub your feet. Um, but my ex-husband, we used to think that we were, you know, better than everybody else because we didn't have a TV in the bedroom because he read something in the early thousands about like having a TV in your bedroom is bad for your sleep. Mm-hmm. Just like, it's just bad because it's the, it's like the, not, not just the sound because sound's not a bad thing, but it's the way that the light comes out and the pixelated way and like what it does to your eyes and all that. Like it just sort of disrupts sleep. No, I so. believe that. I, I don't mind it being on from a sound point of view. But I will turn away from it, which also means yeah. turning away from her, which is kind of, you know, right. relationship. Case. But if you leave yourself toward it, it the light flashing on your eyes, I don't think that that's, I don't think that's good either. No, but I, how did we get onto TV? It's in bed. Um, I, because, I don't know, that's a good question. Because 
odd lives in the TV. No, I don't know. But you're not supposed to have TVs in your bedroom. No, I, I, I'm passionate about that one. I, 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 I'm, um, I'd much rather read than... Right, because if you fall asleep with a book, then the book just sort of falls off you and off the bed. But if you fall asleep with the TV on, it just stays on. Or the way to do it is to do the little sleep button. They all have the sleep button. They, our TV does not. You don't have the sleep button? We do not. If, if we 15, had 15, 30, 45, 60. It's the best. I am a horrible person. When I came here, my, my mother-in-law um, used to watch TV all night and then Sorry, used to watch TV all night and then sleep all day. She 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 was un, she was very unwell and 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 um, and I decided that I knew better than any medical professional and all the rest of my family somewhat arrogantly um, that colonial thing. And so I hacked the TV, uh, not like a big big hack, but I put the hours on it so it would switch off automatically at ten and wouldn't turn on until seven. And nice. then I changed the code so that no one else could ever change it again. And I did it randomly, so even I didn't know the code, so I couldn't be broken by the rest of the family. <laughs> so, so if you ever wanted to watch anything on the big TV downstairs after 10 o'clock... It just didn't work. Luck, yeah. Wow. But that function isn't on our TV in the bedroom. I'm not sure if my wife chose the TV because it didn't have that function. Yeah. She is cleverer than I am. I mean, she's got two degrees. She's got, you know, she's like super smart. Well, she married me. She's, <laughs> she's poor really judgment. <laughs> uh, um, I think she thought she was marrying Hugh Grant pretty much until the last minute. Were you just having a phone? Like, you were having a phone relationship? Was it was like phone sex? Like, <laughs> she had no... You were, <laughs> you're, <laughs> no, it was it was long distance. I, I was... Oh, it was? The, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, um, so you got to believe in God. you got to believe in love. Like, the distance of the well, world and the universe, here. man. Like, you found each other. I held my daughter, so that... When I came back to the my moment, a momentary lapse in my confirmed atheism. One was in a military system situation I cannot talk about. All right. Not with the radio. I'll tell you later. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a, there's a, some good material there in its own right. The other one was my um, my wife uh, when she was giving birth went into um, preeclampsia. Real it's quick. A, is that a bad thing? I don't know what preeclampsia means. Very bad. Means. Uh, blood pressure was um, was falling very very quickly. Oh. Um, and she was starting to get the shakes, uh, which is the onset of. Um, it's not a good situation. Gotcha. And so she was going to be having an emergency C-section. Uh, essentially, emergency, and they were going to back a truck up and just rip it out. It was ah! <laughs> and is that what the doctor said? That's, that's they, great they bedside said, manner. They said, it, it, they said that we're going to wind the Pitocin down, the drug that stimulates the childbirth, um, and, and if we see no progress in the next 10, you'll be in in 11. <laughs> um, and, and it was serious, serious, serious. So she was starting to have small seizures, and it was, it was, it was not good. And I had this. There was this question. Only one person could go into the OR with her, and it was either going to be me or the doula. See that white middle class thing coming back again. <laughs> um, and I said it's got to be the doula because I, my medical knowledge is not that good. Um, and if somebody has to make a decision, I want the person with experience. Like if this is an IT security issue and you're being hacked, you want me, not the doula. Right, okay, right, That's a situation right, right. where you don't want Felicia in the room. Okay? You, want, <laughs> you want Big John. Um, you don't want to be having a, I'm just going to start a conference call with John. No, you don't. It needs to be. You want the people with the knowledge and the experience in the room. 
And I've never felt so alone in my life. Alone and scared. And and bear in mind, this wasn't happening to me. Um, And I just had DoorDash deliver some hummus from Orange. So I'm I'm like, I was like. You were feeling close to Jesus because you were eating his foods. Yeah, I had my Mediterranean foods. and, and, uh, And I held my daughter for the first time like eight minutes later. Oh, wow. This was fast this was they, they said my wife said how long is it going to take and they said we're already in whoa um you know your, your kidneys are over there um, <laughs> it's like a butcher shop in here right now and um sorry darling and i held her and i have never felt so small in my life never huh. and at that point and I'd been thinking about these things. I'd re, you know, recount, re, recounted these stories of India and, 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 and Africa and other times in my life. And we'd been talking about raising her. You know, my wife is, comes from a good Methodist family and they are good people. They are spiritual. They are Christian. They believe in community. They believe in helping one another. There's just that good old-fashioned Midwest values with a tinge of Wesleyan thinking. <laughs> what a drinking as well. <laughs> And I just thought at that point, okay, I don't believe, but no harm's going to come from it. Right. And tolerate it. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, to, to go along with this. But at the same time, understand, Bill Hicks was right. It's a zombie Jew. <laughs> That's right, he is. As long as you don't forget that bit, I'm fine. I'll, I'll live with that. Well, and as long as, I mean... I think that Jesus is good, but to a point, because you, I mean, anything can be super fanatical and, but they almost like kind of certain sects of Christianity wanted you to be really fanatical and especially as a kid. And I really fell into that because I'm, you know, was very theatrical anyways. So evangelical, theatrical, like suspending my belief, all that kind of stuff. I was like, hell yeah, I'm into Jesus. But all of that kind of did do a number on me because I really believed like the Bible and all the things that all these people told me in this community. Like I believed that that was all right. And then all of a sudden I was like, whoa, the world is so different. And this is, I am so naive and Jesus isn't real. And all like, it was just so scary. When you find out that so, kind of stuff. So I got to tell you about the chaplain at the school. I oh went yeah. To. So I, I went. I I, I went to a, a boarding school. I was a bad little bastard. There's no two ways about it. But uh, like what? You're putting peanut butter in people's shorts, or what were you doing? Were you like you weren't murdering cats or anything? Were you? you I wasn't at the cat him. murdering bit, but I was at the you know should we put him into care or send him to military school. Point. Wow. Did you were running out, staying out late, smoking cigarettes? No. no. Um, so I'm autistic. I, I have Asperger's. I have non, really? non-standard presenting Asperger's, apparently. So I can do the big things with numbers. And, you know, I have like a day. So the comedy is what I love doing, but I have a day job. I'm a director of product marketing for a big-ass security company. Um, super cool. Designing firewalls and crap like that. But I have this um, persona that I adapted that helps me deal with life. Mm. So my natural inclination is to hate big crowds and people I've never met before. But because of the way I was brought up, the inheritance I got from my folks who ran hotels was I met hundreds of people a day. Hmm. So I just developed this persona that, allow, that, that handles people on my behalf. Sounds a bit weird, I know, but I've got used to it. 
And um, so I, I joke about we have John and Jonathan. So John's the guy that, that handles the world, and Jonathan's the one that goes at home, and he's a dad. Huh. These aren't voices in my head. No, 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 no. But it's That's... just uh, it's a coping mechanism. So whenever I'm out, and you'll notice, like, now, now I have my nice jacket on with my puffed-up collar. That's John. <laughs> Jonathan dresses like a slob. <laughs> but you, I can't believe that you're high-functioning Asperger's because you do eye contact really well. You, we've been having a conversation for 50 minutes, and there's been no awkwardness or lull. or So this is just the persona of John this is... can do that. This is no problem. No problem at all. And I'm conversational. And you know, it's my, my dream in life would be to be one of the, the great raconteurs like Peter Utenoff or Dudley or um, Peter Cook. Or, you know, that would be just my. But I understand that it's a facade. Huh. Um, it's a facade I enjoy. It's like I've divorced, I put my ego into a different persona. And but who did your to. wife meet? Did your wife meet John or did she meet Jonathan? And does she know both of them? Well, obviously she knows both of them. She does and, and, and it became more apparent over the years. Um, I think probably most, I got to meet her ex. So my wife's ex's sister was my wife's um, maid of honor. Oh. Um, like trailer parks of Carmel Valley. <laughs> um <laughs> And and they're lovely people. Um, uh, they're from the Carolinas, and they're very. You know, her, her dad is a, an amazing person. Has accomplished a great deal in medical science and the like, and affiliated with Duke. Just good people. I was nervous as hell, <laughs> but I had my I had my uh, my waistcoat to protect me. It sounds really retarded, and I'm aware of this. But as long as I've got a defence, I don't have to use my outward personality which is I'd rather be a big person and a big voice than let you get to know the real me ah so that's where the comedy comes in because it's great because I'm just like okay um hey quiet asshole get in your box we don't need you for the next 20 minutes yeah Uh, and I can because the big asshole has also lost me jobs in the past time as well so you're super funny though you're just really like clever and witty and personable so what's your stand-up comedy like um, what's it like? Uh, I so it, it varies. I love the writing process. I love the. I love. See, this is the thing. That's. The, I love the intellectual challenge of creating something. First of all, there's nothing new. Mm. We're we're all recycling old, but bring, putting today's spin on it. You know, uh, today's Trump joke is yesterday's Nixon joke. Uh-huh. Um, True. Uh, and so I love taking the. Uh, the influences that, that I had are making it relevant to today. And then, um, and I'm horrible, one of the things, I'm horrible with names. And so I'm really sorry, David, I can't remember your surname, but there's, uh, not Stolowitz, but there's, there's another David down in the South Bay who I, is a pro and does only clean material. Oh. And I'm in, I'm in awe of that man. Because the British accent, if I swear, it's hilarious. <laughs> you know? yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's just I can do 20 minutes of curse words, and, and I'll, I'll you know blow the roof off the place. Right. But my thing is, uh, I love a good story with a twist. Uh-huh. I like a little darkness. You know, I loved Bill Hicks. Is it? Yeah. Was my, yeah. Um, that was uh, we actually in this boarding school. We actually had bootleg tapes coming in. It's kind of old school. Yeah. And you know, listening to. Um, to Pryor and Hicks and 
uh, Robin Williams and stuff and and just listening to albums on tape just, that were copied a million times and really poor quality it's and crazy and scratchy and we didn't understand the world that this humour came from hmm. like you know Arizona Bay we were like is that even possible <laughs> Arizona Bay it's true there's no water in Arizona uh, come the big one there will be uh, the, uh hey I, uh, Richard Pryor said something before he got on stage once. Someone said, "You know, what do you what do you want to do out there tonight? What do you what do you want?" And he said, "I just want the audience to like me." And I would don't yeah. And I I don't want the audience to like me. I want them to I want them to think, why was I laughing at that? Oh, that's interesting. I want it in an intellectual challenge. I hate lowbrow. I'm so lowbrow a lot of times. I I so I I did. I was really lucky. I did my first uh, my first real stand-up thing at Roosters. Be uh, early in the year, so I'd been doing comedy, but it was always part of my sales training. There was jokes about the fact that if I did a straight-to-camera sales training video, it would be 15 minutes. But if it was in a room with people, it was 45 minutes. Right. But most of it was just my jokes. Right. And then I was inspired to take the sales training out of the material. Right. And uh, I was really lucky. DNA was hosting, and so many people had come up that I got given um, the the feature spot. And I did my Make America Great Again stuff. And it's not the regular. There's no Trump jokes in it. It was literally. I'm from a British country. I'm from Great Britain. We've had great in the name for two thousand. What is it we've got that you want? It's <laughs> very funny. Uh, you know, it can't be our teeth. These aren't teeth. These are tic tacs that I super glued into the hole. <laughs> and it was just a, a contrast. And I wanted people to think they were laughing, and that was good. I have a big thing about immigration. Oh yeah. I'm good. not your regular immigrant. <laughs> You know, yeah. Uh, myself, Raul, and uh, and Sanjay were taking it back. Um, <laughs> you know, and everyone's laughing, and you could see them thinking, "Why am I laughing?" It appealed at that good old level. And if I can keep doing that, that's my passion: is getting people to laugh without them realizing why. Huh. It's it's there's and the, the better the depth, the longer the the longer it will last. Right. Good material is so hard to create. Like, yeah. laughs are cheap. Laughs that you can keep using and, and repeating and get people thinking is, that's where the real fun is. Yeah, I mean, I, I try not to, I mean, I, I don't try, I try not to be political in my stuff, but I end up always being political. Like, everything. All language is political, blah, blah, blah. But I, I end up doing a lot of feminist jokes and I don't want to be a heavy handed feminist but it just I'm a lady and that's the way it is it's just like you doing British jokes it'd be like if you didn't do any jokes about being British and you have an accent then it was like you might as well harp on it because you it is you it's part of you it's oh, how you were raised harp is the wrong word but no no it's a great it. opener but, but you're, you're, you're you know this is where I'm envious of you you're in San Francisco uh, what a be- what an awesome place to be a feminist. One place where it won't piss anyone off. Yeah, exactly. or it pisses everybody off because I'm the wrong. I'm a bad feminist here. I'm a, I yeah. It's here. Everyone's so feminist that I'm like a bad feminist. But I'm like I'm a fat. Like, well, feminist do I have to be? What do I have to? No, I get called a bad feminist because I I will always like Bill Cosby. We all did. Not- I don't. I can't say did though. I still do. I mean, I know he's in jail or whatever for assaulting women in a terrible way, but it doesn't.